For those addicted to the fly fishing and fly tying culture, on and off the water, this is the voice of the Canadian Trope Bum Podcast, and I'm your host, Thomas Watts. Hundred and thirty-three beers, I think they counted. Tling of Flyers Americanum, otherwise known as the North American Fly Fisherman. He put the squirmy in the squirmy wormy. Trout Unlimited asked him to limit his trout. Welcome to the Canadian Trope Bum Podcast, and I'm your host. Thomas Watts. Now, on today's podcast, we're going to have Dawson from Dawsonian Outdoors. I think I said that correctly. Uh, he's a fairly young uh, artist, and uh, he does amazing work. He's done some of the work with uh, Orvis and uh, other big brands, and he does, you know, like t-shirts, and he's an illustrator. So he does like Brook Trout and stuff. He's done a couple uh, commissions for me, actually, which was uh, which was Brook Trout, and it was really cool, uh, and I'll probably hire him again. Um, in the meantime, let's learn a little bit about Dawson and Dawsonian Outdoors, and uh, let's start the discussion. So, everybody, this is podcast number seven, and we've got Dawson from Dawsonian Outdoors. Is that how you pronounce it there, Dawson? Dawsonian Outdoors. That was the uh, the name of my old original account, and then I got hacked earlier last year, so I had to switch it to Dawsonian Studios. So either way works. I'm legally of Dawsonian Outdoors. Dawsonian Outdoors. So tell me a little bit of, I mean, you're an illustrator. And I, from my understanding is um, you do uh, art at home for different companies and different clients and sort of thing. But I mean, take us back. Take us back to, um, you know, like um, when you started, I guess you started with a, probably like a, an art company or something like, you know, when you're a fledgling artist to where you are now. <laughs> So I went to school for graphic design. I, I always drew my own free time, but oddly enough, I always in high school drew like sci-fi stuff. I even tried to make my own comic book series. Didn't work out. Well, that's <laughs> so, cool, though. <laughs> I, uh, when I was in college, I kind of got distracted from drawing. I went for graphic design, which is totally different than illustrating. And um, after college... Um, my wife and I eventually got married and I just still never drew until she was like, Dawson, you should start back drawing again. You, you should, you should draw, get into it again. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll draw fish. I like fishing. I'll draw fish. And then I had some people that I saw that were just posting their stuff on it on Instagram. So did the same thing. And I mean, didn't take long for me to start to get commissions and, it's all went uphill from there. What well, you've had some big commissions. I've seen um, some Orvis shirts and other uh, merchandise with your illustrations. That's pretty impressive. How did that come about? Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's been um, my wife <laughs> with Orvis. I always was talking about like, man, if I get something like that, that would be like that would be the dream come true. And then suddenly one night, I was just going through my emails in front of my wife, and there was an email from Orvis. So, and there's been a couple of other projects that I've been working on. Um, not sure if I could exactly say who else it's been. Um, get in trouble. I'm not. I'm not. But they'll start. They'll. I'll be posting what they've what I've done for them two years ago or started um, this fall. So I'm really excited about that. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing who that is and, and what you've created. Now, you've created a couple works for me, or at least one anyway, for, uh, I have. for stickers. Yeah. I have. Was it was a blast the, doing that. The Brotrot, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, sir. no, I, I, I really like that. It's really, your, your art it seems to have a lot of motion in it, like some of the other illustrators I've seen where it's not so much motion, but yours, like you seem to have like... um. You seem to have like a theme where there's a reflection of water on your illustrations a lot and stuff. So, I mean, you certainly have your own unique style, which I, which I really enjoy. What to pay attention. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about your style. Like, I mean, what, what made you go that way? You just want to be something different or is that just, you know, your passion sort of thing It's like, well, you know, this thing should top off the paper. I guess it's just always, I don't know, whenever I see my art, like all my fish, all my animals, they all seem to have like the same like cartoony style. I guess just just naturally how I draw. I guess it's because I drew comics when I was in high school, and I guess that always stuck. I've tried to get out of it a little bit and try different styles, but I always, no matter how hard I try breaking breaking out of the bubble, end up coming right back into it and drawing the same style. I guess with like a lot of the designs with all the other intricate stuff within them, um, I guess I always just try to figure out every fisherman, every company, every brand has a story that they want to tell to connect with whoever they have and that they're trying to sell to. So I've always just tried to find out a simple, interesting way for a design to tell a story, whether it's a brook trout in the Adrian Axe or um, a uh, a South Carolina striper doing something that no one knows that they've ever done before. Um, just always every story, every fisherman, no matter what style you, you have, everything's got a story. So that's just how I've, always try to find a way to portray it in different ways mm-hmm. within the fish because it all leads to the fish. Yeah, it does. And and you like, uh, from what I read before the, uh, before the podcast, apparently you, uh, you like fishing the flats for redfish. Is that correct? I do. And not really much for, with a fly rod. I'm actually trying to get more into it with fly fishing. Um, mm. But usually, but I'm, I'm trying to do that more with a fly right now. But yeah, I do do a lot of red fishing, striper fishing, um, and then a lot of trout. A lot of trout. So. Now, when you say trout, which would it, like is just a generic like rainbows or browns or brookies or do you have brookies in your area? We actually do. Um, we have some a very small population of. Um, Appalachian brook trout or southern Appalachian brook trout that barely touch in the South Carolina. It made me so mad. I see I see a map of brook trout, native states with brook trout, and it goes from North Carolina, Georgia, and skips South Carolina. So but we've got a couple. I've caught I've caught a couple. I mean there are a lot of programs um with me being in Trout Unlimited that I've learned that that is going on to really boost them and help and keep them here mm-hmm. but they're here so i fish for them and then we've got a lot of um well hold, wild hold trout right waters. so you fish for brookies what kind of flies and what kind of setup are you using there dries i imagine or a or lot of streamers? dry droppers 
Yeah, I'm glad you didn't so say Brooke Brooke Power Bank. Like that big, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where they're jewels, it's, right? No matter what size they, they are. are. Right? Yeah, they're just magical. Uh, it, it's so much fun, and the cool thing is too, it's so they they rarely get fished because around here, it's such a hassle trying to get to them. Um, especially me, I'm six foot six, crawling through fallen trees. Or every cast has to be a planned arrow cast, and just it—it's chaotic. I—I—I I, I can maybe fish like a hundred yards or fifty yards, and then I'm like, I'm done. That's—that's <laughs> that's just it's enough like a hiking. Workout, eh? It's—it's yeah. it's a lot of work, but yeah. um, so they don't really get fish that much. So no. there's a often you could put on the dry fly, like even a small dry fly, even in the winter, and they'll still mm. hit it, just because wow. a lot of it's just reactionary. Um, but yeah, dry flies and dry droppers are, are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So tell me about the other trout in the area other than brook trout. What else do you, do you fish for that there? So we have a lot of hatchery supported waters and delayed harvest. And I know some guys talk trash about that, but you know what? If it's well regulated and it's got good (laughs) fish in there, they, it does not take them long after they're put in that river, to become pretty much as difficult as a wild trout. So I do enjoy fishing for them. Um, and that's the same thing. If I'm, I've usually fished streamers, trying to find out where they are at first. Then when I figure them out, go to nymphs. But if I see a dry fly hatch or, or just a group of fish eating on the surface, I'll whew, switch to a dry. <laughs> and there'll well, be a long- lot of guys... There'll be a lot of guys that catch a lot more fish than I do, but you know what? I'm having a blast. <laughs> well, you got two young kids. You're not able to go to as much as uh, as you probably could before you had had kids, right? Or at least one. You have one, one, and one on the way right now, right? Right. Well, the one that we have now, I'm going to regret saying this. I'm not going to wood right now. He has been a complete angel. I have. Oh, wow. He's always slept in, and I've had some of the greatest fishing mornings with him at home sleeping. So wow. this next one might be a terror. <laughs> might be might be a monster. So yeah. that's why I have explored night fishing possibly. <laughs> being, <laughs> so well being a young dad, yeah, it's gonna be a hard time to get out there and stuff. So okay, so um so get back to the art stuff. So you had a job. So you've you've gone on your own now. As your own separate right. company, full t- full time. I saw some of your posts there, and um, so you went full time. What what did you do before that? I assume you had an office job doing art illustrations or right. graphic design, or a little bit of that. Um, so my family has a has a company, um, North and South Carolina. They met. They they master in selling office supplies, office solutions, and they have a printing plant. Um, mm. And that printing plant has been around for a long time, printing continuous forms, receipt books, newspapers. So I started there, learned about embroidery and print, and working there, kind of learning everything. And then they bought a newspaper. So I was sent to manage the newspaper and help its sales, help the content, um, and just make the newspaper a creditable, creditable source again. So I did that for about three years. 
And then I just, I guess I just kept getting the calling of like, you know, I mean, I <laughs> go to art, well, must- draw, you should be doing this full time and for a living, you know? So, but it I must finally- have been terrible. It, mu- it must have been terrifying making the leap from something that's stable to something that's like, it's something brand new and, you know, you still got to put food on the table and pay the bills. So. And that, I mean, it was my, it was like my, my family business too. So I like, it was weird talking to my cousins and my uncles and, and my dad and just like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Even though they did a lot to help me out in the beginning, it just kind of felt, I don't know, felt like I disappointed them, but I was amazed by how, uh, how open and how welcoming they were to letting me go out and do this. So I am very grateful for that. Well, anybody who's seen your work, they 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 know you definitely have a talent for it, and I'm I'm glad you uh, you decided to uh, you know draw and have your your wife uh, inspire you to uh, take up drawing again. Have you you mentioned science fiction and superheroes? Have you thought about doing like you know like science fiction uh, trout or you know like maybe dinosaur <laughs> trout sort of thing? You know that'd be interesting too, right? For stickers and stuff. I love I. I've had several ideas. I am my worst enemy. I have, and I know every other artist who's out there probably is like, yep. But like, I'll have these wonderful ideas that I think are hilarious. And then I'll draw it. And then I'll get to it. And I'll be like, this sucks. I'm tired of looking at this. Like, no, this isn't ever going to buy. This isn't ever going to sell. Just I have this one idea. I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it. I've still got it, but I haven't really done much with it. I bait fish sometimes. Then we're down at the, at the beach and we fish for tarpon. Um, we'll usually use bait, mullet, whatever. And every now and then we've had mullet that get hit by tarpon. And the mm. tarpon's jumping in the air and that bait is still like in the tarpon's mouth. Tarpon gets off. We reel the line and the mullet's still alive. He's got the will to live. So I um, <laughs> took the scene from Rocky where he's like, um, I didn't hear no bell with a mullet all like bloodied up. <laughs> but See, I don't that's know. good. I, I, I just didn't know, like, I don't know. I, I guess also since like I lost all my followers beforehand, before I got hacked. Now mm-hmm. it's like hardly all my posts get like hardly any views. So I'm like, I don't know. Is this even, even going to get much traction or much views so that's always been something else that's kind of held me down a little bit but i think uh, things that are like unique and and kind of weird that people don't see uh seems to get the most traction um like i i've had some silly posts like a lot of my 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 posts don't get a lot of traction for some reason um you know a couple years ago i get like you know 500 likes or something on something and and uh, now I'll, I'll get maybe a hundred if I'm lucky sort of thing, you know, it's just all over the map, but I found this stuff that I put out there that is like really weird. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, uh, dry, you're a big, nasty dry fly blank yep. sort of thing. I put there. It's got like a thousand views and it's just, it's, it's just, it's in poor taste, but people seem to like poor taste things. I, I don't know why. Um, like I wouldn't even say it public uh, podcast what it says but you know people like that they just like to you know have a have a laugh and then they share it it's got like uh like a hundred shares or something or more than that on it and it's like people really gravitates towards really weird stuff uh and they seem to like the um um uh, you know free flies uh, murder van thing 
Mm-hmm. So you never, you never know. So you should, you should put some of your art out there. It's not finished, whatever, and say, you know, what do you guys think? Do you like this or not, sort of thing? And you know, yeah, what can I lose? Just, well, that's just it. You know, and you yeah. just get the, get the feedback, and the, you may get a lot of views on it. Say, oh my god, this is ridiculous, you know, and the people are reposting it and stuff. So who knows? The algorithm is really weird on Instagram. It's awful. That's the. Mm. And now a word from our sponsor, Kindle Fly Tying Materials. Such things as floss and egg yarn and scrabby dubbing. We've got it all at Kindale. Follow the link down below for more information. Now back to our program. Um, so, uh, so you went from uh, from running a like a newspaper and a print uh, business with the family, and then you you jumped into. Um, you jumped into doing this full time, and right. and uh, you've had you've had a few you know big big um, clients like Orvis sort of thing. Um, do you think you'll be getting uh, more Orvis work? You don't know, or is it top secret? Or um, because looking at the stuff you made, it's pretty cool, man. I've got a couple more um, lines that I've that I've done for them in the past that are still going to be coming out. I think mm-hmm. I actually went to Orvis. This past weekend, over here in Greenville, to um, get some rods relined for for striper fishing, mm. and I uh, saw a couple of my shirts there. So, and these are all shirts that I've done like a year ago, and I've mm-hmm. got some more that I did early last year that are going to be coming out this coming fall or this spring or fall. Um, but other than that, um, I know they've had some internal changes within the clothing department. So not really sure what's going on there, but if I get it, if, if they continue working with me, that's awesome. If not, the little guys are the ones that make Dalsonian run. Like, yeah, it is amazing. It's fun working for the big guys too. And at least being like, Oh wow, Morgan Wallen's wearing my one, wearing one of my designs. But like the little guys are the ones that really, really like take the show on so you've got you've got a lot of fans on instagram i mean i've had people comment uh, on my story about you like oh my god i can't wait till you hear from him he's one of my favorite artists like all right you're a bit of a rock star on instagram so that's kind of cool it's true it's true so yeah i was really excited uh looking forward to you know talking to you and you got a great voice too like when you did your little um your little video when you lost your account sort of thing and and uh you're you made this this really cool video and you said well you know i'm gonna try this and i lost my account lost all my followers i'm like this is really good you, I was trying so hard not to cry. <laughs> yeah, it was that upsetting, eh? I was in my I was in my truck taking a during lunch break and just like <laughs> it's broken, so, eh? How many followers did you have back then? About nine thousand. Oh my god! And how many do you have now? Yeah. Almost two thousand. Well, it's, it's been it's been amazing how much support I've had after like I lost the account. There are some people mm-hmm. that are like, "Oh, dude." I just like lost. I I was wondering where you went, and I just suddenly found you on my page. I swear, it didn't unfollow you. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> that account got deleted. So that yeah. so I got I was hacked, and they were trying. They held the account for ransom, and it really sucked doing this. But they were selling art that was already that I was posting for sale. 
they were oh. messaging all kinds of people saying, you want this oh. art, you want this art? Sell it for a portion of what it was worth, thinking that they were making like a ton of money. And they every time they sold something, which I've been in contact with everybody after all that. Um, mm. So all that is cleared and done and handled. But they would um, message me on my cell phone saying, oh, we sold this piece. Oh, we sold this piece. Oh, we sold this piece. So I had like several copyright um, things ready to go, sending to Instagram to get them, get that my account removed permanently so they can't keep selling stuff. And then I guess I randomly in the middle of it, like just reported it as um, someone interpreting me and the mm. account got kicked out. Yeah, and, no, I, I reported it a couple times too, yeah. Yes, everybody was reporting it. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, nothing was happening for a while. And he was just on there just trying to sell everything that he could. So Some, some people are just scum. Yep. Yeah. But we are thankfully in a much better place in the world and, than, and much better people in general than they are. So we could at least sleep at night knowing that, you know, we're not them. So that's true, right? Yeah. So, but, um, uh, so I mean, you you could tag me in more posts, and I'll you know I'll push your stories. I try to push as much as possible to, um, and well, I do with a lot of small business too. I try to support them. Um, so I mean, if I can help, or if anybody that's listening wants to help, uh, to uh, to uh, push uh, Dawson so he can get some more followers, get his nine thousand back. Um, that would be that'd be really helpful. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to yeah, ask was... you about how they how they stole the account. Now, from my understanding, from talking to lots of people, because I'm paranoid about it, I think it's they send you a link, and if you click on the link, they steal your account. Is that correct? Yes. So I was really kind of suspicious about it, but mm. it was an account that was hacked. Of uh -huh. A buddy of mine. That I mean, we're only buddies on Instagram. We don't. I don't have his his cell phone or anything. I mean, we've messaged and with advice or just talking about different fishing stuff and whatnot. He apparently got hacked. I didn't know about it. So then he it was a whole scheme of like, man, I'm trying to boost my following. Can you help support me here? And oh. I'm just like, so I kept ignoring it. And he kept like, I guess the hacker like went through my messages beforehand. Perfect English, mm. perfect everything, like. Was trying was almost I guess texting like the person texted before he got hacked. Yeah, and um, yeah, I woke up one day from a nap and I was I guess mentally not in the right place because I was still half asleep and you clicked, clicked on, on it. So it was my fault. I mean. Be careful out there. <laughs> so. Well, you know, it's funny. I have people that send me links to like, you know, Facebook and I don't even have a Facebook account. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I just have a policy. I won't click on any link. Anybody sends me I'm like, take a screenshot of it and send it to me. I don't click on links because it, um, yeah. So it's wise for anybody you listening never know. out there. You never know. Yeah. If, even well, if it's bad. Facebook dot one of the letter, that's not yeah, Facebook. No, I mean, no. it could be anything else. But yeah, it's not my lesson. people like out there. Yeah, I know. So when you have the blessings of the internet, you know that's what you get. Well, yeah. Well, it's good and bad, right? I mean, uh, you get such a great fly fishing, fly tying community. Um, um, you know, to support not only you but you know other people on the uh, th on the platform, like small businesses, sort of thing. You know, right. 
So now, do yeah. you do a lot of fly tying? I think I see a vice sitting right there. <laughs> yeah, this this is my uh, this is my uh, my uh, regal. Uh, what do they call it? Revolution or something? And it's got the big My game head gosh. on it. Holy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a nice big piece of hardware. Like I'm a I'm a big guy, you know. So this is really cool. <laughs> and uh, then I have another one. Uh, you I definitely two built the the delivery driver's back of whoever was taking that into your front door. <laughs> Can you imagine? What kind of advice do you have? Oh, it was a um. Is it Renzetti I, or Peak or? No, it was like it's a very cheap El Cheapo one. I had it back in college. I um right. I used to fly tie when I was in college when I first discovered fly fishing and trout and all the wonderful things they stand for. But yes. um then I got married and then we got a kid mm. and then I got my own small business going, which means every time that I've got that's free. Yeah. I'm trying to make some money. <laughs> yeah. I, that was the most fun thing in college. Tying flies, yeah. Tying flies, taking a break from studying, having a beer, tying flies. I mean, I I, I love my fly room, and I sit here, you know, with a beer. Like, even tonight, you saw, you know, I'm drinking, like, a moose head, right? You showed it to moose Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, man. And uh, um, and I I was tying uh, tying flies. And I'm I'm not the greatest fly tire. You know, I I pretty much suck at it. But um, uh, I'm humble anyway. You know, hence the sign. You know, I suck at fly tying. Um, I suck at fly tying. <laughs> but I mean, this is the one. I this is the one that I tied uh, today. I don't know if you can see it very well. It's on my post. One of the posts I put up already. Um, okay. And uh, and uh, I I like tying j- just because it's um uh, uh I find it's relaxing. Really. Yeah. It so. would be relaxing for me, except for if mm-hmm. I lose my fly. Then I'd be like, I oh. spent all that time working on it, and then I lose it. Uh, but man, I remember there were times. There were times I'd. Well, I'm no longer with this this girl anymore. But there was a girl I was dating, and I would leave mm-hmm. dates early to go back and tie flies. <laughs> so, uh, well, I it know. Was, it was. I know. I, <laughs> I know, I know what that's like. You know, like uh, my, my, I'm getting married um, September 30th of this year. Um, to congratulations, current, yeah, thanks. It's my second time around the uh, the thing here, and uh, uh, I'll often sneak away if she's talking to you know her friend or her mom on the phone, and I'll come in to the fly room, tie flies, or you know just kind of you know rummage around and stuff, you know, just to keep myself busy, sort of thing, instead of you know listening to uh, the future wife, you know. You know. <laughs> Ch- chattering on about stuff that I really don't care much about, you know. So, yeah, it's a good place well, to me hide. right now, when my wife and and my son are like eating, or there's, I'm just sitting there, just kind of looking around. I'll sometimes run back to the office and get a couple doodles done. So. Oh, really? Eh? What did, did so you do? All yes, your doodles sir. or your, your art? Do you do it on the iPad or the Mac or both? Or I mean, how how does the the whole uh, artistic process go for you? I do it on my iPad. It's actually the one I'm using right now. Um, oh, okay. I've got this app, and a lot of people have asked me about this. But it's called it's an app called Procreate. Um, okay, it's awesome, especially compared to what I was using when I just started this. I was using mm-hmm. this thing called Auto Draw Sketchbook, and it a pen would not register on it, oh. so I had to use my finger 
So I'd be sitting there drawing with my butt, my bare finger like that on people's art, and I would take I would take reels of me doing that. People were like, "Dude, seriously, you don't have a stencil, a pen stencil? No, no, none wouldn't work on the app." So then I finally upgraded iPads and got um a pencil, and and it made a huge difference. But I, I would have to draw on a sketchbook, and then lean iPad over it take a picture yeah. and then trace over that picture with my initial sketch. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It was awful, but now my fingers I, aren't, well, my fingers are still a little crusty on the ones that I used to always draw on, but now I don't really have that problem anymore. Oh, that's cool. I, I do. Um, I, I do all my stickers on, uh, on the MacBook. I use a, um, a piece of software called, um, uh, oh, I got it right here, actually. Let me see what it's called. Uh, it's Affinity Designer 2. So it's like it's like Adobe Illustrator. I used to be in um, graphic design back in my 20s, like way back and uh, 30 years ago, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, and I used to use uh, Illustrator and Photoshop and uh, Quark Express and all this and do the graphic oh, design. Oh, Quark, I have not heard that name in such a long time. <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> even around anymore. <laughs> it is. For, is it? Yeah? The printing plant that I left uses it. And I kept trying oh. to tell them, y'all have to go to Illustrator, InDesign, and Photoshop. Nope. They stayed with Quark. And I keep showing them, like, and even the newspaper that I, that I managed, when mm-hmm. we got there, they were still using Quark. And I showed mm-hmm. them InDesign. It changed everything. It just blew their mind, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it did. So... But yeah, I use Illustrator too. When whenever I'm having to make my images vector, I always mm-hmm. use that. And yeah, so we know a little bit about the same kind of stuff, you and me. Yeah, besides the <laughs> <Well>, trout <laughs> and trout. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, um, I, 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 in real life, I don't. I work from home. I'm a software uh, developer, and uh, uh, so that's my day job. Uh, I do stuff like for uh, security clearance for NATO and stuff like that. And so oh, wow. when I'm not, when I'm not, it's all database stuff. It's really boring. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but when I'm not doing that, I'm always thinking about, you know, stickers or tying a fly or, you know, or something to make the fly room, you know, a little bit better, a little bit more busy, you know, hence all the signs back here and stuff. And, uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, you're probably the same way. You're probably thinking all the time about, you know, uh, new, uh, new illustrations and, and ideas and stuff. And you look at other people's arts. You know, other people art that, um, like Ryan Keene, um, mm-hmm. I bought a few watercolor, uh, paintings, brook trout and stuff. I mean, there's one up there. I don't know if you can see it or not in the top. Yeah, right I see here. it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is. He, does, he is awesome. He, he, yeah. He's awesome. He does amazing art. And, um, he, he did, uh, some art for some of my stickers too. And, uh, oh, you know, he's re- really good. I really like, and I had him just recently do, uh, the trout with the, uh, the, the, female's chest the boobs <laughs> yeah it's really cheeky right but you know it's funny because i was watching there's another artist and i can't remember his name he's a tattoo artist and, he, and drew 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 yeah um he does the art the, the tattoos and stuff and he does some really cool stuff like with trout and stuff and he had a bass that had boobs on it and i i, I really like that idea but i you know i'm not a much of a bass guy but i thought a brook trout or a cutthroat with you know with a, a chest on it that would be cool 
right? I haven't seen that yet. So I had uh, the guy, the art guy for uh, Stranger Danger or Ranger, Ranger Stranger, Mm -hmm. Ranger Danger or whatever. He does a comic book series. And uh, so I I, uh, commissioned him to do the brook trout with the, uh, the, you know, the bikini top. And um, and, uh, (laughs) it's so weird. I love it. So I haven't released the whole thing yet. There's another part of it where there's a bear sitting on top of the trout. So eventually I'm going to put it all together and put it out as a sticker or art or t-shirts or something. Maybe I'll put a sensor thing across the, you know, the offensive (laughs) part of the illustration yeah, well, there's, like, there's always going to be that one karen out there that's like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> i get i get haters all the time for for different ideas sort of thing and it's like you know what if you don't know if you don't like it you know don't like the post don't follow me right you know block me if you want I, i'm just living my life man so yeah there's plenty enough plenty enough go around the people for people to get mad about they and we're just here minding our own little business trying to be a little bit funny so. yeah <laughs> You know, if I can make somebody laugh or somebody smile as something comes across their phone, they're having a bad day at work or, or, you know, they're fighting with their girlfriend or something, you know, lost their job or whatever bad negative things going on. If somehow my sticker or my art or my stupid post makes somebody smile and forget about their problems, then that's all that's important, right? Life's hard enough as it is. Yes, sir. Yeah. It is. But, um, but yeah, that's one good thing about, um... I guess people like me posting like, or you and me both posting fishing pictures is people taking a break from work or at the computer desk waiting for an email to load to get on the phone and look and see fish pictures. And they're like, oh man, weekend's coming up. So Right. Yeah. And if you're going on a trip somewhere and you, you know, you're going after, uh, was it redfish that you like to fish for sort of thing? Or or trout or. Oh Yeah. Mainly up here now, now that I moved, it's striper and, and trout, so. Mm-hmm. What weight rod? I've never fished for uh, for uh, striper. So what weight rod do you use, like a 10 weight or? Eight to seven, six, seven, eight weight for a striper. Oh, okay. All right. So what kind of flies? Like clousers like or? Clousers, um, some articulated Streamers usually just white, anything four inches to six, seven inches. Um, That's what she said. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) One of us, one of us had to do that. (laughs) Me and and the fiance, we always do that. Like whenever somebody says something, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Completely threw me off guard. But yeah, yes. (laughs) Do you and your wife do that or two or no? No, no. <laughs> oh, because I got it from uh, the office. Anyway, we're getting off. We're getting uh, non sequitur here. Okay, so let's go back to yeah. So um, six to seven inch uh, uh, articulated streamers you use. And then there's some like I just realized a friend of mine just showed me the game changer, which was a mm. game changer. And so I've got a couple of those stacked up and waiting to go. And the crazy thing about here is stripers, when everybody thinks about them, they think of going down the coast from Maine to, you know, um, New York, Long Island, Nantucket, all that area, down to maybe lowest part North Carolina. But we've actually mm. got some landlocked stripers over here in South Carolina, way down south. And, oh. um, and everybody thought they were going to die. When they were when they were locked in the dam close to the ocean, mm. but they 
during the summer, they would swim up the rivers up the lake into our capital and just mm. all kinds of other rivers around there and just naturally get going. Well, they, <laughs> and you mean they'd spawn and reproduce? Yeah. Yep. And it's nice. like a southern salmon run. So it's like, oh, it's wow. almost like Alaska. Well, not, not like Alaska, but it's exactly like, like Alaska that. for those who are it's listening. It's exactly, exactly. Like you got bears and eagles in downtown Columbia, just off Grizzlies the interstate. tearing off the heads of, of your civilians and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you got, yeah, you got men sitting there with just hooks, just snagging striper left and right and bodies <laughs> of just carcasses. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally the same thing. But no, it gets, it gets pretty serious. <laughs> so yeah. I've been fishing for them for, I guess, like, 10 years trying to figure this area out and I'm finally really just starting to get it, get it. So now wow. that I'm able to fish when I can and take, and take off days whenever I can, cause I'm my own boss. Hopefully I'll get some pretty good days out there. Well, that, that yeah, that, yeah, I, I, I hope you have a uh, fantastic, fantastic, uh, 2024 sort of thing. Yeah, and if I don't have a good season, then. Oof. Well, I don't know what I did wrong. It obviously wasn't know, the time that was the issue. It was, I guess, me. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's funny. Um, every year I try to, um, I have to drive like a, I think I told you like a, an hour and a half or something out of, outside of Ottawa where, where I live in, uh, in Ontario, Canada. And, um, I have to drive like an hour and a half to get to, um, to Brook Trout. Uh, it's like a small little northern lake sort of thing. And it's stocked. I don't know how they even get the stocking truck in there because you have to, you know, haul your float tube down a narrow path and say, hey, bear, hey, bear, the whole time so you don't get eaten by a black bear or something. And um, uh, so I, I didn't get out uh, last year. I got out there, but I didn't catch anything, and uh, which is too bad because it's my favorite fish, uh, brook trout. And uh, obviously, if you follow my channel, and uh, so, uh, so, but, but last summer, I, I took my son to British Columbia in Fernie, uh, Fernie, British Columbia, and I met, you know, a couple Instagram people out there, um, you know, being a little bit of a celebrity, I guess. And uh, we did some fishing out there, and the cutthroats were a lot of fun. I mean, so I didn't get the brookies, but I got the cutthroats. So this year, I'm not going out to BC. So um, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to get some brook trout. So we'll see. So it's what not, else do you it, have up there? Oh, well in Ottawa, it's, um, they're famous for musky. Um, okay. and it's funny. I, I don't know if you've seen my post, I've got about 50, maybe more musky flies that I've uh, paid one of the local guys here, um, uh, in Ottawa to tie them for me, even though I could tie them myself. So, um, and I've, I've never fished any of them. And I've got like a 10 weight rod and, you know, a big 10 weight reel and everything for it and uh, brand new. And I've never used it for musky. So <laughs> if, I should do that. Well, the thing is like this amount of times you get to go fishing, right? And it's like, well, I could go after musky. You know, it's a fish of a thousand casts and probably catch nothing. Or I know where I can get, you know, um, you know, uh, the Ottawa River. And there's a section of it that's just filled like an aquarium in the summer. And it's so warm. You can just walk with a pair of shorts and a pair of running shoes and all these flat rocks. And it's all crystal clear water that's running. And uh, it's smallmouth after smallmouth on like, um, I, I'd use big deer hair or foam hoppers because I'm pretty oh. lazy drying the flies. So I just 
chucking these monster pieces of foam out there and these bass are like you know like like alligators they come up and they just woof, you know so you know i like to catch fish that is the hardest thing trying to chase anything new because we've got a small population up here of um of muskie too mm. um but you've got to always it's like it's a river where you have to drift down you can't wait it and right. then so you got to have friends to to get in to convince them hey let's not catch anything for several months to maybe catch one fish and then you got to decide do i need to do this with a fly rod a spinning rod just at least put one in the boat or do I just go for the hatchery fish and chase down that stocking truck and take pictures with 20-inch fish without fins? And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've been um, I've been asked by a bunch of the um, uh, there's guides here in Ottawa for muskie because um, it's you know a pretty popular fish, I guess, and um, uh, they've they've offered to take me out um, guiding uh to uh, ensure i catch a muskie well you can't guarantee it but there's a bigger chance yeah. i'm going to catch one if i go with them and i haven't taken them up on you it need yet. Some i feel kind of bad you need yes. some incense and a 12 pack of beer to pour all the beer in the river to give it to the fish and light the incense and bless the boat and well yeah it's like blessings okay, from the local church I'm going to go fly fishing and have a sore arm, you know, tossing this five pound musky fly and, uh, and I'm not going to catch anything that kind of day, you know? So I don't know. That's how, um, when I've started doing, going for redfish, I just kind of feel the same thing about that too. You always see people catching redfish, but you really mm. don't know like anything in Instagram you really have no idea exactly how long they have spent chasing them on a fly rod. Because you could catch them easily with conventional gear or bait and and whatnot, posting up where you know they're going to be. But with a fly, no, it's a whole different no guarantees. Story. No wow. guarantees. So, so tell me, like I know nothing about redfish, but so tell me, is is that the one where there's uh, the is it the pectoral or the uh, or is it dorsal fin or something? It sticks out of the water, and then you just have to look for the the fin sticking out of the water. Or is that another um, saltwater fin? That's there. That's their tail, and it's got the little black dot on oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that one, and they're they're orange, even though they say they're redfish. But um, they that's when they're tailing. So whenever the tides are coming in and out, when it's high tide mm -hmm. and the moon is a full moon, that's what they call a flood tide. So the water right. comes up extra high, and the fish push even further into the grass. And okay. they're just looking for crabs and other crustaceans that are just in the grass. And then you could just sneak up on them and cast. Um, but a lot of times what a lot of other people like doing is during low tide, when they're all pushing into small creeks, finding them mm -hmm. that way. So it's usually easy to find them, but then just casting to them, not spooking them, or just getting in a creek that's the right creek. Because you only get one low tide a day. If you go into the wrong creek during low tide, by the time you get out of that creek, it's going to be low tide's going to be gone. So you're getting you're getting nothing. So that sounds that sounds like a lot getting, of work. It is. I haven't put I haven't put nearly a lot as much work as a lot of other people have on the fly rod for them. But I've caught plenty on spinning gear. Um, but it's just I don't know. For me, it's just it's just a checklist item. I just have to get it. 
has to get one on the fly. So. Well, when I was growing up um, there by uh, like Buffalo and Fort Erie, like, but on the Canadian side, um, by Lake Erie and Lake Ontario there, um, there, uh, there was a fish that we used to catch. And I mean, we considered it a garbage fish and, and it was called a sheephead, but I think they also called it a, a freshwater drum. I, I think mm-hmm. it's related, related to the redfish somehow, because it looks like it has the same, the same like mouth, you know, in the face, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe so. It's the one listening. that's got the teeth and the stripes on it, right? Uh, no, we I mean the, the freshwater drum. It's silver in freshwater. Um, okay, and I, and I and I believe it's called a freshwater drum, and it's uh, but people call it sheephead. Um, when we were kids, we used to dig out when we caught them. We we were cruel, right? And we dig it out, and there'd be like there's these like a um like a temple stone that was like the the size of a nickel in their in their in their head. It was like a separate piece of bone on their where their temple was, and we dig it out, and it'd have like a um. It would have like an etch on it, like a like an L or like an R or something on there. It was really weird, but um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, they, yeah. If you ever we've catch... got sheep's head over here, but they're they're the creepy looking ones with the teeth and everything. And um, actually, funny enough, I think Flounder from the movie Ariel or the the movie Little Mermaid was a sheep's head. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah, maybe. Eh? Well, that. Think they didn't give him the teeth because the teeth would have made him look ugly. But you know, <laughs> is that the is, so? You're talking about a saltwater fish that has teeth like that, and that yep, they, they snap together. Oh, okay, yep. yeah, they, no. they 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 sit on like <laughs> pylons or rocks and jetties and whatnot and and structures and just eat little crustaceans. Mm. So they're just a weird looking little thing. Well, no, the they the, taste the, awesome uh, though. The sheephead, uh, f- like the freshwater drum I'm talking about, um, where I grew up, like it was all freshwater, right? Lake Ontario, Lake Erie. And um, they they looked like a redfish, but they were silver in color. Uh, but they didn't have the the eye on the back. Now, it could just be coincidence that they look similar, but I, I wasn't sure if they were related or not. I guess I'm going to have to look I'm that to up. Think, I think I could have sworn that you've uh, that have, that have seen those somewhere or know mm-hmm. the, another name for them. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm not too sure. I'm sure somebody will tell us in the comments after this is published. <laughs> you guys are dumbasses. Like, oh, that's whatever. what it actually was. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you don't you don't tie oh, flies well. much. I learned something you, you today. Yeah, me too. So you don't you don't tie flies currently because you probably don't have time with you know doing illustrations and everything. It's something you'd like to get into again? Do you think? No. No. I. Yes, I still have all my fly tying stuff. I oh, okay. figured when my kid gets older, mm-hmm. old enough to get into fly fishing, I'll be like, well, son, I'm the one that drives you to the river. I bought your rods. <laughs> I'd take you to all my spots. I've worked hard to get you in these spots. Here, you tie my right. flies. Uh, so, <laughs> so you got a plan already in, in motion. And then yeah. I'll yeah. pay him for it and then teach uh-huh. him about taxes. <laughs> you know what I do sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll have uh, people like I don't uh, send my, um, my stickers over to, to your, I used to, and that, they, um, Etsy, cause I, sh- I sell through Etsy. 
they used to um they were asking for like a tariff and like a license to ship stuff to europe and stuff like you know for stickers right. like well, that's ridic- ridiculous so now only sell in north america like states and canada cuz they don't have all these ridiculous tariffs and stuff and uh, license and stuff with the european union and i'm like I, i'm not doing that so when people contact me you know which i've had you know from you know ireland and uh, poland and all sorts of places and i said well you know send me a couple flies and i'll send you a, an envelope full of uh, stickers and they seem to like that and i get some really cool flies from all around the world which is really neat instead of that money would be right? pretty cool mm-hmm. are they like completely different flies that you're just like this doesn't match anything or when a well, fish sees them, a fish is just going to be like, "Oh, that's cool! I'm going to eat it." <laughs> well, it's I mean, it's the same. It's the same. Like you know, it's, they work from the same pattern book sort of thing. There might be some variations. Um, but uh, it's one way how I got um, uh, I got a salmon fly from uh, uh, I forget his name now, but he I got a post on it and um, Larson or something I think. And uh, sorry if you're listening to the podcast, I'm butchering your name. But anyway, he tied this amazing salmon fly, and and I got that and. Uh, uh, I got another one that's made with blue jay uh, feathers from somebody else, and uh, oh wow, I, I I don't get a lot of mail, so when people send me you know flies, it's like oh this is cool, it feels like Christmas, right? <laughs> so because there's amazing fly tires out there, they're just like you've seen them, and it's it's like it's like art. It's embarrassing when I post my flies in comparison because they just do like amazing stuff. So I I've got this one hat. I don't know if I I don't have it here. But when I was first getting into fly fishing, like I think the first six months I started fly fishing, I was like, I'm going to become a fly tire. <laughs> it can't be too hard. <laughs> so I tied, I, I got this trout hat, okay? And I was like, oh man, people are breakers. No, all right, but that guy's a fly fisher. <laughs> I tied a fly, it's supposed to be a dry fly. But this looks like a fuzzy spider. That's and what I mine looks like. I put the hook so far into the hat because I was like, this thing's not going to go. Every time someone would see me wearing the hat, they're like, oh, you got a spider in your head. <sighs> no, it's not a spider. It's supposed to be a mayfly, but I used the complete <laughs> wrong materials. And it's just... Just, just a mess, eh? <laughs> I get yeah. reminded of my failures. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I, I mean, those people that tie those perfect flies, I mean, they're tying it for um, for likes, basically, right? Like, it's an art for them, right? And um um, some of them tie it, you know, and uh, they put shadow boxes together and they actually sell that sort of thing. So, I mean, it is, it's an art, right? Um, uh, I don't have the, the patience for it, but, uh, you know, clearly some people do. So there's some that I've seen where it's like, they'd spend 30, 30 minutes to an hour on one fly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would just rather buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because if I lose it, at least I'll be like, well, there goes, you know, X amount of time I worked for that instead of like, oh, I actually physically spent an hour working on that thing. Oh, well, I would never, I would never forgive myself losing some of those flies. Well, alternatively, like, I mean, you could say the same thing about, you know, game changers, right? I'm sure you didn't tie them, but they're like in Canada, they're like $15 a piece, right? And, uh, if you lost one of those on your first cast, you'd probably, you know, a little, little upset, perhaps. I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, I went fishing with a couple of guys here at the lake, and mm. um, they were using game changers. Mm. And we were at this one, we were night fishing, so we were at this one spot, and they told me, let it sink, and I was let it sink. And sure enough, he was like, no, don't lose this fly. I tied this fly. Please don't lose it. You're never coming back in the boat. And I was like, okay. You lost it. 
And it just stuck on the bottom. And I, uh, wow. <laughs> did you get it off? He, got, he, he ended up getting it off, but I was oh, okay. quiet on the back of the boat. That's awkward, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, it's so, yeah. I'm done it's fishing for tonight. such a bad feeling. <laughs> yeah. No, you want totally me to pay that. for gas? <laughs> <laughs> So you so you got a group of friends that you go out with, I guess, to, to when you go fishing and stuff, eh? I do. Well, well, a lot of them are down where I came from, down towards the beach. And usually, when I'm going red fishing or striper fishing, I'll meet up with them, and that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. But over here, um, I'm usually just a one man one man outing when it comes to trout. Trying to find a couple of other guys to go with. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm working on a little group too, but um, yeah. It's a whole lot easier going out for trout all by yourself than putting in a boat or a kayak and going out in a in the intercoastal waterway all by yourself. So yeah. <laughs> that could well, be I a mean, little daunting. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting older now, so I'm, uh, I try to go with with somebody else in case you know slip and fall and break a hip, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I know. <laughs> but you know, because you know, bad things happen, right? Especially on a remote lake or something, you're kind of screwed. So, yeah, my wife was like, "Dawson, now every time we go fishing, send me the address." And I'm like, "Well, I don't know how that's always going to work sometimes because so many times I'll go to another, I'll go to the strip river. It mm-hmm. sucks." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Well, I got to go somewhere else. But I'm running out of signal." But I try to do the best I can with that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but yeah, well, have- we've got. We've got all kinds of rivers around here too. I mean, it's every, whenever you start fly fishing, and you probably heard the same thing about this, even mm. in Canada. Um, everybody's always like, "Go out west, out west, out west, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana. That's where fly fishing really is. That's where it all really is." Mm-hmm. And I was always like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go travel and go out west, and that's really going to be where the trout are." But I've I've traveled a little bit, but it's amazing just how many how much stuff is like how much cool stuff is all right around here where we are too, you know, just, yeah, you don't have, you don't have to go far. You know, I know. It, it might not be cutthroat trout, uh, you know, or, or brookies, but there's, you know, I love catching what I call sun trout, which are sunfish because they're so colorful. Right. Um, right. And they're very, you know, like they're like piranhas, right. They're a hoot to catch on a popper, like a tiny little popper and you throw it. And, uh, you know, they're, they're freaking animals, uh, and bass, of course, smallmouth, they, I prefer them over a largemouth cause they, you know, they'll clear the water and, and, uh, it's like a, you know, poor man's tarpon sort of thing, a very small poor man's tarpon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's even, there's even fall fish that they have here in, uh, in Ottawa. And it's, uh, it looks like a, you know, it looks like a river chub center sort of thing. It's got big scales. It looks like part carp and part. I don't, it's a, it's a native fish. I call it a garbage fish, but it's fun to catch because they'll take top water. They'll take, you know, streamers. They'll take all sorts of different things. So there's lots of different fish to catch. It may not be the, you know, sports illustrated, of you know, of trout, uh, that you, that uh, you see in all the magazines and, uh, and marketing materials from Sims and fish pond and Orvis and stuff, but it, it's still, it's still fun to do. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with those, those fish that you have around your house also, you know? I know. Yeah, I've got a I've got a river that's like two miles away from my house. And I was talking with a friend, and it's it might be like a hidden gem for for bass fishing mm-hmm. that no one ever really goes on. So that could be 
that could be pretty interesting. I'm just waiting for the summer for it to get warmer and hopefully for my our, our coming baby to be able to sleep for me to be able to get out there. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. What's your go-to fly? My my go-to fly is um, Dave's hopper or uh, like a foam hopper. I, I'll fish it in the, in the spring, summer, <laughs> and fall. Mine is a stimulator. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's good too. Yeah. Yeah, it's because um, there's a certain time where it's just where the dry fly fishing is just getting started. Where they mm-hmm. like they'll see it and be like, "Oh, it's just time of year again." <laughs> or it's always easy to put like a, a little dry dropper behind it, you know. Mm-hmm. Put in faster current; those fish are gonna be dumber, and they'll make a poor decision and eat it. And yeah, I love a stimulator. I mean, I, I'll hardly fish with them, unfortunately, just because most of the time they're not really they're taking something else. Obviously, but right, when it's right. when it's looking like that kind of time of year, I'm like, oh. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. So, so it's fun. Um, so I guess to, to, to recap sort of thing. So, um, you're, you're doing commissions. Do you have like, uh, if somebody wanted to, um, acquire your services, you know, in the next month or two, whatever, do you think you have openings to fit them in or are you pretty jam packed with, um, I with have commissions? openings. I can, I'm always happy to take openings um, or mm-hmm. take new commissions. However, I am probably booked out right now until early April. Okay. All right. So, so if, if anybody does want to, yes, anybody, I'm always open to new commissions, always, because right. you never know when someone's going to drop. And yeah. I always like to give everybody a much later heads up on when I can do a project and then end up being like, Oh, actually just kidding. Surprise. I can do it sooner. But you have some people that may end up losing. They just grow out of the idea and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm probably not going to do a design right now. I don't need a new logo for my, for my YouTube channel. And then that puts everybody else a little bit further ahead. So you just never know sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, to judge sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I might, I might, I might hire hire you again real soon too. I mean, maybe in April, and uh, maybe I'll get bring to, on. You know, uh, maybe a redfish with uh, with a bikini or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, a lot I'm of people teasing. fish in bikinis. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, it was it was wonderful talking to you, Dawson. Um, I learned a lot about uh, about uh, what you do uh, with the uh, you know the illustrations and a little bit of your story about your uh, your company and um, and your fishing habits. And Wait, uh, I hear that you uh, like bait fishing, which is you know that's heresy, your heresy, whatever. You, know, you should, shouldn't be doing that. But uh, thank you again for uh, spending some time with us, and um, and thank you. Hey Thomas, thank you so much, and again I love everything you do, and thank you for the continued support.